You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We're going to jump right into our grateful moment. Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, good morning, good evening, and good afternoon everyone and especially our uh, belgium fan i'm seeing you every week watching and continuing to listen to us i'm grateful for you and i'm grateful for my family and i'm grateful my my whole family is vaccinated um we all got the shot and my my middle two just got their first doses of pfizer so i'm grateful for my wife you know she's a vaccination nurse she worked the covid side now she's working the vaccination side and she felt was comfortable and uh, and I followed her, so we all vaccinated, and that calms me down. So I'm grateful for that, that God has given this science and allows us to use it. All right. Thank you for that. Well, Phil, let me ask you this. Now that the whole family is vaccinated, do you guys feel comfortable going outside without a mask? Yes. I did it today when I was coaching my daughter. I had a, wow. no mask. It was outdoor game, so no mask, and I felt much more comfortable because those no and Kelvin, know we come to my house, I spray, I lie so, so, for some type of peace of mind. Yes. Wow, that's amazing because uh, I'm be rocking out masks until Jesus tells me, Dion, you don't have to wear the mask anymore. But cool. I feel you. <laughs> All right, Kelvin, what are you grateful for this week? What's up? What's going on, everybody? All our fans and listeners, all our friends. And most of me family is probably listening. Shout out to you guys. Um, I am grateful this week that the Philadelphia 76ers, your Philadelphia 76ers, have locked up the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. We need it. Um, so, you know, I'm not confident for a championship, but I'm confident and I'm happy that we won. We got a number one seed. One step in the right direction. Okay, I'm not going to hate. I'm not going to hate. But the last two seasons, the Bucks locked up the number one seed in the East and overall, and we saw how that ended. So, I mean, I'm not trying to rain on the parade. Every time but... somebody follow up with a butt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you know what? Shout out to Philly. They, they worked really hard this year. Can't really hate on that. All right, Alan, what are you grateful for this week? This past week, I was grateful that I had gas before the storm came and there was a shortage out. So I actually got gas that Sunday, not knowing anything that was going to happen later that week about a gas shortage. So I'm kind of grateful that I had gas before uh, these interesting characters decide that they want to put gas into containers, uh, pickle jars and trash bags. Yeah. I mean, and that is something to be grateful for. So I wasn't really paying like close attention to the news. So when I woke up, whatever day that was this week, it's like, oh, there's a shortage of the gas. I had gas in my car. But my grateful moment is working from home because while everyone was at work, I was able to go get my gas um, on Friday. No problem. I didn't have any lines. I was like, look at God. Working from home is a blessing. So that is my grateful moment. I was able to get my gas. Um, and I'm also grateful that the Knicks have clinched the number four seed in the East. We are going to the playoffs for the first time since 2013. 
So I am super excited about that. Shout out to the Knicks and always shout out to the Nets. All right. Let's jump right into our show. We're going to hit the NFL first today. And um, the first thing we want to talk about is the team schedules, right? The team schedules came out and I wanted to ask the guys, uh, we have a Giants, well, we have two Giants fans, myself and Phil, we have Alan, who is a Steeler fan, and we have Kelvin representing the Eagles. And I wanted to ask everyone, how do you guys feel about your team schedule this season? Uh, looking at the schedule, I really don't know how to feel outside of our division. Like some of the games are winnable games, but I feel like there are games that the Steelers are supposed to win that we lose. So like, I feel like we could lose to the Raiders. I definitely feel like we can compete with the Bills, but I'm like, I don't even know if we can beat the Bills, to be honest. Um, situations to where we have to deal with the Packers pending if Aaron Rodgers comes back. If he's gone, I mean, I'm confident, but the rest of the schedule is just like you're talking about the Vikings, the Ravens twice, the Chiefs, play the Browns twice, and I feel like I'm missing somebody. Well, I mean, I guess I can count the Bengals, especially after what happened last year, but it's, it's really hard to tell because our team has changed some, and it's just going to be interesting to see if, for one, that we can actually have a decent offensive line to protect Ben Roethlisberger and we get a running game. I feel like if we at least can establish that, um, I can't say we're guaranteed 10, but I would say that we're probably a close 10 win team. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to say that our schedule looks tough. We have a tough schedule. Our schedule is hard. I just want yeah, it's it is hard because we got the South NFC South, and we got the and we got the NFC AFC. Um, look like the West, I think. In there, we're playing. I mean, we're playing everybody. <laughs> Literally, only person we're not playing is what? Uh, um, we're playing the Chiefs. We're playing the Rams. We're playing the San Diego. We the Bucks. Bucks. <laughs> so, like, a, I don't understand who did this schedule this year. <laughs> I know they hate the Giants. I, and possibly we could squeeze in. It looked like if our division is anything like last year, we could literally squeeze in. I think we could actually hit 10 wins because of the 17 games. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's going to be tough because we don't know the Broncos. I think we're going to get the Broncos. I know we go probably split with Washington. Mm. Atlanta, we don't know which Atlanta we're going to get. Right. I think we might beat uh, New Orleans, but we don't know who's the quarterback. If the quarterback is Winston, you know, he's 30 for 30, it's, right? It's James, it's James <laughs> they James might get James. Aaron Rodgers, though. I know. If they get just it's a wrap. I don't, I don't know if they would do that, though. I mean, it's ideal. I don't know. But here's the thing. You got to think about who they would have to give up, like, in order to, like, ship him off. They right. probably give up. They, 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 have, they don't have anything, actually. I don't see who you want Winston. Nobody wants Winston. You want Hill, but draft picks is the law. So I don't know. Yeah. We playing the Rams? Come on, man! Like the Rams, and and if I'm looking, let me see. Kansas City. We, we, we play the Rams, uh -huh. and thank God we play the Panthers the next week. Right. But then we play the Chiefs, and then the Raiders, and then the Raiders, and then the Bucks. <laughs> I'm like, who did this? So yeah. The only uh, reprieve is the Eagles. 
<laughs> and we get the then we get the Dolphins, then we get the Chargers. You right. know, it's it is, and then the Bears. The Bears defense is something. Oh my to gosh! Behold. Yeah. So it's yeah. like wow, we forgot we forgot Green Bay <laughs> and Minnesota. Just throw everybody in. So it looks like the uh, the NFC again is going to be this. It looked like a little mirror from last year. I'm okay. I see an advancement we have in the offense and the defense. So I think we could squeeze a 10 wins this season because we play 17 games. If we wasn't playing 17 games, I would say probably nine. We'll be lucky. So I still favor that we're going to win the division. I have faith in our team. Uh, we're not rebuilding like the Eagles and the Cowboys will fall apart. And Washington still doesn't have their quarterback as of yet. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm gearing towards that. So as always, we don't know what direction Phil is going. Uh, he said it was so hard, and then now it, <laughs> going for ten wins. I, I mean, this is typical though. But uh, Eagles' schedule, I'm not really worried, man. We won four games last year. What am I worried about? <laughs> you know, it's only, <laughs> only way up, right? Only like, oh, way up from here. Guys, <laughs> the limit. Yeah, so I have no problems. I've seen our schedule. I'm not really scared of the Chargers and that, that that division. I'm not sure exactly what division that is with the Chargers and uh, Broncos. Yeah, okay, uh, it's the West. So I'm scared, of course, of Kansas City, but I'm not scared of those other teams like that. Um, I'm not scared of the Panthers. We playing it with the uh, NFC South. I'm not scared of the Panthers. I'm not scared of the Falcons. So I'm really, I'm really like you, Phil. I feel like we can get ten wins. Mm-hmm. Um, because we play the Giants twice a year. We play the Cowboys twice a year. There's always games that we can win. Hold on, Phil. Don't, don't mute your mic still. I, I, I didn't, um, Calvin, you know we were coming for you. you. I didn't All right, go ahead. You, go God. ahead. I'm sorry. Man, I, I waited my turn. I, hate the I, was Eagles. I waited my turn. You know what I'm saying? It's etiquette on here, man. It's etiquette. Try that, man. So what I'm going to say is I feel like my brother T.O. said, who played for Dallas and played for the Eagles, he said that we think that the Eagles going to take it this year. And I had to agree with my guy. Now you can all speak. He, I mean, T.O. was on Basketball Wives. Like, who is going to take any commentary he says seriously? But I hear you. I hear you. Um, I mean, Phil pretty much said, you know, what I wanted to say. I don't know if we'll get to 10 wins, though. I feel like I have to be a little, a little bit more realistic. I think uh we'll probably get nine we'll probably go nine and eight yeah remember we play 17 games now i know no right i'm i'm accounting for that but the thing is i don't know what daniel jones we're gonna see right and so he's the qb at the end of the day that is who drives our offense and so just because i don't know what i'm gonna get from him I can't be like we would win ten. Maybe we'll win nine. You know, I'll I'll give us room for eight losses. Um, maybe Daniel don't huh? walking trash can. Da- I mean, yeah. Daniel Jones is so in- inconsistent. Like I just can't gauge it. So he fell by himself on our game. Remember, he fell by himself and he ran that long. Yeah, yes, oh like. There was literally no one there. I like, oh my gosh! Like, don't even get me started. That pissed me off so bad. Would you say that Daniel Jones is the equivalent to uh, John Starks? Uh, he's hit or miss. He's still that, young. That, that phrase is too high for John Starks. Yeah, I, I was about to say John Starks is not in <laughs> no. DJ 
range. Yeah, DJs for me below. Yeah, we have to, we have, see, we're so spoiled. We're so spoiled because we seen these guys coming out of college and, and by first or second years. Not everyone's a Pat Mahomes. Not everyone is is gonna be a Watson or you know. Not everyone is gonna gonna be even. I'm not gonna say Jalen Hurts. But uh, <laughs> but these guys certainly need to develop, and it takes about year three. This is the year we'll see. So you know, to be told, remember Daniel Jones. He 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 threw for three thousand yards prior to getting hurt last season. You know, he had good touchdowns. It was his interception and his, his fumbles. So if he could if he could learn, because we've seen the guys learn to stop fumbling the ball. His thing is he's fumbled. He's not really throwing interceptions as much. Is his fumble that's really yeah, like, like, I mean, and and I kind of feel I agree with you, Phil. Like, there's potential there, which is why it's like, I gotta see what Daniel Jones, um, you know, he comes out with, right? But when you can't secure the ball as a quarterback, I mean, you are just going to lose games. I like, I don't care how good our offense is, how good our defense is, because look at um, his fumbles. Most of them led to touchdowns. Yep. And that's what most of them like. So you're talking about seven points and he, he just, he can't secure the ball. I'm like, he needs to get it together. Then he runs wild and erratic. Like I, (laughs) I, I'm surprised he didn't get injured earlier than he did. Like he needs to control and compose himself and really turn into the offensive leader that a quarterback is. And he's just not there yet. He's, and 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 that's the issue in reality in our division, NFC East. Yeah, it's yeah. basically wh- which quarterback is going to show up, right? Right. And in reality, the Dallas do has a quarterback that's injured. We don't know how he's coming back, but he's probably the most proven quarterback. Mm-hmm. But the a defense is trash, so it's really up for grab. To be honest, set aside a Giants fan, the NFC East is up for grab because we don't know what quarterback is going to literally. Come up top. Yeah. He That's really proven. Huh? Is Dak really proven? But, no, no, but, no, no, no. I'm just I'm gonna just ask a question. This is a yes or no. You ain't even gotta finish. Is he really proven? I'm just asking. Right. No. Upon, no. I, no, no, because he haven't bought them. But didn't they go to a playoff? No, they haven't with him, right? I don't know. I'm so focused on Philadelphia. I'm so focused on I think he did. Went to the playoffs. He went to the playoffs. Right. He went to the playoffs. So I'm, I'm so focused on the Eagles. I have the whole history. Right. right. He lost. Players. Right. So based upon all the quarterbacks right now, NFC East, who've been to the playoffs and returning is Dak. Right. Not the Giants because the Eagles decide not to play. So that takes away Daniel Jones' opportunity. Right. Yo, uh, Washington, oh, Alex God. Jones is not there. Alex Jones, Alex, uh, Alex Jones, is it Alex? You mean Alex Smith? Smith, Smith. yeah. What's it, Jones? Right, Alex right. Smith retired, right? Hurts is his last year's first year, and he's coming in back. So who is the proven person? So we have to give it to that, that because nobody, right? That that's the thing. Like we can leave it open as it should be as of right now. Like this season yeah. may show us different, right. but I can't say right now that there is like some clear front runner with with the quarterbacks we have right now right so yeah. we'll see all right uh huh no i said we'll definitely see i agree with you i agree with you it's wide open yeah it is 
All right, so let's transition and um, talk about Julio Jones, that boy from Atlanta. Um, so there's been like a lot of talks about him being traded. I mean, there's nothing definitive yet, but I want to ask you guys, A, do you think he will be traded? B, where do you think he will end up? And C, do you still think Julio Jones has enough value to kind of shift things on offense for a team that he goes to? I'm going to say Quintavious Lopez Jones. <laughs> That's his real name. <laughs> Julio. Yes, I think he is. He still has as value, you know, 6'3", 32 years old. Uh, but I don't think he's a number one receiver. I don't think he could get separation as he used to. So if a team picks him up, he has to be like, if he goes to the Browns, perfect fit, right? If he goes to Buccaneers, great fit. Why? Because they have number ones. He don't have to be a number one. He's he literally right now, his career to me, he's the end zone threat. That's it. He's not getting that much separation. That's what I've seen. Alan, stop shaking your head. So can he bring offer? Yes. How much? We don't know because he's 32 years old, injury prone. And, you know, for the past two years, Atlanta kitty gloves with him in and out in the lineup, in and out in the lineup. Availability is the, is the best you can offer to a team. So, yes, he's available. Depends where he goes to. He cannot be the number one. He has to be the two or the slot receiver or the or the gold golden the, the the person we use to go for goals and um touchdowns, uh, you know, the goal line goal line offense. That's what I'm thinking. Once again, once again, I don't know what games have you watched, bro. Julio is still a monster. Julio is getting separation, he's still breaking tackles. He's still demanding coverage, double coverage on the field. Julio allowed the other kid, Ridley, to, to dominate and to morph into the player that he is right now because of the attention that he demands. So, Phil, I'm just going to have to disagree with you on this one. I definitely think um, – I think You saw Julio, his stats? He, he, no, his, his stats was based on injuries this year. So I said I was going to agree with you as far as um, availability – when you said that, but as far as his on the field production, I'm not going to agree with you because uh, I'm watching the games and this dude is still a problem. He's still, he's still, he's still a problem. So I feel like some of the team is going to offer a lot for him. That's in that right position. If they need a receiver, they need some offense. They may have the defenses carrying them. I feel like uh, uh, he's going, he's going to give up some, uh, some draft capital from somebody's team because he's still valuable. Phil, I think the only thing that I agree with you out of your whole statement was that he's injury prone, and that's about it. And number number two, the next thing you talk about, he's an end zone threat. Well, talk to these people that play fantasy. If I recall, there were episodes ago where Evan said, dude, he's not even uh, a threat in the red zone because guess who the game plan is? Don't let that man touch the ball. That man gets double teed in the red zone every time. So, of course... He's valuable. He could still, like, what team do you see him going to just not being a number one receiver? He has the size. He doesn't necessarily need separation. Like, he's, he has the tools that DK Metcalf has not reached as of yet. And I feel like that's a fair assessment. Now, 
he's still fast. He can get the contested balls. He can out jump you. He can still run away from you. So the games that you were watching, that man was still hobbling. He wasn't healthy. That's the only thing that you were correct about. Now, if he was to go to a team, I feel like the perfect team, but I'm not sure if they even had the draft capital, uh, draft capital for it, would probably be maybe the Ravens. Mm. Why the Ravens? Lamar's not going to throw the ball. <laughs> he does throw the ball. Uh, dude, like, like, just, just really, like, really think about it. He would have right. a true. He would have a true number one. Right. On all the routes in the route tree. Mm-hmm. He has a legitimate go-to who's just not a tight end because guess what? The Baltimore receivers were ranked near last in the mm, league. I wonder why. I mean, but guess what? They had a young squad. I mean, they got Sammy Watkins, but Sammy Watkins isn't the same Sammy Watkins when he first came into the league. It's he Lamar not throwing the ball. I'm guaranteed Hulu goes there, he's leaving the next year. To, uh, to tell, can, you name, can you name three raw receivers they have? Who? Smith, uh, uh, Baltimore, yeah, Watkins. Uh, I don't no, no, no. know. Watkins play last year. Wait a minute, I I, I'm not concerned about the receivers. Oh, see, the most right, important that, person was Watkins. Uh, was Lamar the running back who had a thousand yards, only two thousand over two thousand balls thrown, two thousand um um yards thrown, right? Yes. Last season, over two thousand. Yes, over just barely over two thousand. Made over him around the twentieth. Daniel Jones had more. How many wins did he have? Huh? Yeah, more wins in a harder division. Okay, he had more wins because by? he ran the ball. He's a runner, all right? But I'm sorry, I'm taking Deion time. But this dude is a runner. Julio yeah. Jones would not benefit. A, why? And we had a whole conversation about that. No number one wide receiver wants to go to Ra- the Baltimore because they're not going to get the ball. And because of Lamar not going to the ball. Why would Julio want to go somewhere? Last year, he had a down year. Injury, and he still has 777 yards and about three touchdowns. And that's a down, down year injury prone. What's his numbers going to look like if he's because, he's going to be healthy that year? Because you know why? He's going to be running routes, and nobody's going to touch him. He's going to be a blocker. It's going to be less pressure because he's not going to get the ball. No, I mean, why are we still penalizing Lamar Jackson for having the ability to throw and run at a high level? Like, we're not, we're not going to continue to penalize this black quarterback for that. Okay, it's just ridiculous. Here's my issue: the man, I would know. I told you, the man waved off receivers. He has a not like Watson. Watson had uh, close to a thousand yards, and he had the highest um, passing rating. Right, I mean, he had over three thousand passing yards, over three thousand, right? And and Lamar is number twenty-two. Daniel Jones had more passing yards than him. Man, look, Phil See, said, because Daniel Phil Jones can't run like him. Yeah, but <laughs> listen, but Watson, we, it's, who's a competitive team? Watson and Mahomes. Right? Watson had like a thousand yards rushing, or close to a thousand, and he throwing the ball. You should be a dual threat. You, your yeah. first instance should not be running. It should be if you run, play action. You have the team defense move, and guess what? You have him frozen. And look what Patrick Mahomes does. Patrick Mahomes, he could run, but he doesn't run. He's not fast. He has he moves around to throw the ball because he becomes the, then the offense. Everybody gets more becomes more of an attractive area for people to play because you're moving the ball. Correct. You, you're a contract. Not even it's not even just it's not even just that field. When you have someone like 
Tyreek Hill who can stretch the field. Exactly. You're going to have bigger holes in the field. Exactly. Travis Kelsey. Come on, man. Exactly. Like, like, like you're, you're talking about dynamics of teams and quarterbacks where they're not equal across the board. Look at he trying to find something that he yeah, trying to find. Man, no, I was like, trying to see Watson. Let me tell you what Phil doing Watson. right now. Remember last week, Phil was talking about how Katie got got waved off, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did get waved off. And, and you said exactly the thing that was the offense. That's not good basketball. But we we talk about basketball. But here here's the thing, Julio when he will he will probably benefit in the Ravens less pressure and more playing time because why he wouldn't receive the ball that much. And he will, and he'll be much more healthier. But his numbers will be down. Wide receivers would do not want to go to Baltimore. Then we not have that discussion. Why? Because he's a run first. He's not a balanced dual threat. Right as of now, he has to become balanced dual threat to prolong his career. That's well, what. Well, guess what? It's it's this is going to be his third year as a starter. So remember the same way that you talk about exactly trying trying to have grace for Daniel Jones. You talking about a former. Really- League MVP. Okay? Have, have some respect. Some when respect, you talk bro. about Lamar Jackson, okay? Lamar, throw that Prolong your career, my brother. Prolong your okay. career. MVP, prolong your career. Mm. Uh, um, Julio Jones. I mean, the guy said said it all. He has immense value. Like he's still Julio Jones. So, like, let's not get it twisted. Whether he'll be traded, I don't know. Where he should go, I don't know. Now that Alan mentioned Baltimore, I was like, I could see that being a really, really good fit for him. You know, despite Phil hating, thinking that um, he wouldn't get touches on the ball. Like, you're not going to have a Julio Jones-level receiver on your team, and he's not going to get the touches he needs to put up the numbers that he'll put up, even with Lamar running and being the dual threat that he is hence winning the MVP. Um, so it's much to be seen. I'm excited. Not only am I excited to see where he ends up, I want to see what happens with Watson, all legal troubles aside. I want to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Um, Kelvin and I w- was speaking before we recorded about them being potential options for the Eagles if they trade Jalen and you know, other pieces. So um, I feel like this postseason is going to be, uh, well, preseason is, is going to be interesting for football. All right. Agreed. Agreed. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.